episode of Bearded Wholesome and All Things Baltimore. I'm the host, Matt Trigger. With me today is a very special guest and a Baltimore native, Mr. Grant Menifee. He is a professional musician in the area. How you doing, Mr. Grant? I'm doing great. Nice to talk to you, Matt, and nice to meet you. Likewise, Mr. Grant. Uh, it's been it's been nice to kind of get to know you over the last uh, couple of days in our conversations on the phone and through texting. Um, music is not really my strong suit in terms of uh, knowledge, so I had to do a little bit of uh, brushing up for this episode. How's everything going, though? Oh, it's going really well. Just transitioning from uh, summer teaching to starting in like a, like a fall teaching semester type of thing. Yeah. So, so what? So how does that differ for you? I know that you teach music and you uh, teach instruments as well. Um, what is the difference between the summer and the school year for you? Well, you 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 have like for example, I have people that are that, that have graduated. They're going off to college. So, you know, you have some people leaving, you got some people coming in, and uh, so a lot of rescheduling and getting people settled in and, and see who I want to take and, and, and all that. So, and, uh, but it's pretty much the schedule is, is pretty full right now, and, and um, then I'll start another waiting list. That's, uh, that's interesting. I, you know, in today's you know, current age of technology and, and things for uh, the younger generations to do. It's, it's uh, nice to hear that they're still lining up to learn a, a, a skill such as playing an instrument, you know, you know, drums in particular for you among other things. Um, what's it like when you're vetting new students to come into your school? What, what are you looking for in a student? I just want, um, I want people that, 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 you know, take it seriously as far as, you know, uh, you know, some commitment and that they're going to practice, they're going to pay their tuition, um, you know, and just be part of the family in here and, and that they want to be here and respect, respect what we do here and, and I'll work with them. That's understandable. I, I can imagine that, you know, there's a, a list of things that you have to look for. You're not going to just take anybody. No. And um, do you get a lot of your referrals via word of mouth or do you advertise on social media? Do you take out ads in the paper? Do you advertise on the radio? What is your uh, advertisement advertisement like for your uh, business? Most of it is word of mouth. Um, I used to, you know, when I first started at, you know, I started teaching years and years ago. Uh, we didn't have social media. We didn't have the Internet. So, yeah, I, to, to get started, um, yeah, I would take some ads out, local papers. And, 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 but what I found was that uh, referrals and, and word of mouth, that, that took over pretty much. And that, that's how I get most of my, uh, my students is referrals. Um, and they're the best ones too, because they, they already know the drill. The people have told them, uh, they told them my background. So they already come in knowing what to expect, what I've done, who I've taught. I don't even have to sell myself that way. Um, social media is good because I can keep in contact with a lot of musicians in the area and I can showcase my students. 
and their achievements and what they're doing. And then other people see that and they'll refer people also. So how long have you been in the business of teaching uh, music? Oh, well, okay. So I've been teaching, I graduated from Berkeley College of Music in 1981 and started performing and teaching right at that time and wow. doing both. And, you know, I found that, that, uh, so that, you know, we're looking at a long time here. Yeah. 41 years in the business. Yeah. So what was it like for you to balance, uh, the teaching aspect and then still working on your craft and performing live in the, in the region? Well, see that's, that, that's part of the problem as as a teacher as an ed- educator you know you're you're working on other musicians goals and and issues and problems and so you know that doesn't leave you a lot of time to practice but i still you know still even at this point i still practice uh i'm still learning every day i come here in the studio I'm going to learn one thing each day. I keep a stack of stuff and things ready to go on the internet. And um, if I get five minutes, somebody's late, I'm going to work on it. Uh, but that that's, you're right. That is a tough balance because, you know, I'm here for them. It's not me. I'm here for them. I, you know, I can, I can imagine it would be a little bit tough uh, to balance the, work practice aspect of it. There's only so many hours in a day and you still have a, 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 a family to maintain and, and, and right. see through. Um, what was it like going from teaching the youth and younger folks and then tr- in transitioning into the Towson university teaching? Was there, I know obviously it's a different experience and skill levels. Well, I think in, in, um, at, at Towson, when I was there, you know, it, 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 it it's a different environment. Um, you know, you're in a, you're in a university setting, you know, I'm working with other professors that are from different educational backgrounds than I was. And, uh, so it was pretty interesting. Um, I did have a lot of autonomy at the university, but then at the same time, I also had to stick to certain curriculums and, and then they would throw things at you, extra things to do. So um, I, I liked it. I liked teaching there, and I had I had some very good students. But um, the environment here, I have so much more uh, freedom to to work with the students and do what I feel is going to help them in the future. Okay. okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's a respectable aspect of, yeah. you know, way of looking right. at it. Yeah. Because my, my goal was to prepare them for whatever is, is going to come at them in the future, whoever they're going to play with, whatever their goals are. And, you know, not everybody's going to be a musician either. So I'm going to try to help them with their, their future goals and careers, even if it isn't in music, you know? Uh, uh, okay. So whatever I could do, you know, I'm using this to, to help people, especially young men. You know, they need a lot of they need they need somebody to talk to. They need somebody 
to help work out their if they're working on college, uh, uh, you know, uh, auditions. Uh, they're filling out forms. I'm there to help them. So I'm sh- I'm sure that's an alternative, you know, to you know, it's a therapeutic measure for a lot of these young men, to where yep. they just have you know somebody to just kind of vent to, and, yep. and you know find a a healthy stress uh, reliever or you know a decompressor, however you want to ter- you know put terminology to it. So I'm sure that that played a pivotal role in in the most important part of their life is right before they hit adulthood, in oh, terms yeah. of having to enter the real world. I mean, a lot of young men, I mean, you know, I, I can only speak for being a man because that's what I am. And I remember being real young, just graduating from, you know, from college or high school. And, it, you know, in our society as men, we're like, OK, show us what you're going to do. You know, we're always like. We're the ones, man, you got to make it work, right? And that can be a lot of pressure, and it's not something that a lot of guys are ready for, or you know, people even warn them about. But um, we got to do it. We got to pull up our bootstraps, and 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 you make it work. I, I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, ask you about some of your students, and I know we talked a little bit off air, and uh, just to kind of give. The, the listening audience a little bit of a uh, level of importance that you have locally and nationally. Some of the guys that you have trained uh, as a drummer have gone on to uh, achieve great things. Now, uh, you trained the drummer for the band Rascal Flats. Um, no, no. Oh, I'm didn't. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, he he is a colleague of mine. I'm sorry, he's a colleague. Okay, he worked with you. Yeah. Okay, I have yeah. my notes. Yeah. Yeah. My notes Jim, are mixed Jim up a little a bit. Great drummer and also an educator, and uh, yeah, he was with Rascal Flats. But um, no, I would say like we can go through some of the guys that I've taught. Um, like the most notable that people see is is uh, the the show The Voice. Okay, the NBC show The Voice probably the most popular show on TV in the last few years. And the house drummer on there is Nate Morton. And Nate, I taught Nate back when he was in high school. He went to Oakland Mills High School in Howard, nearby Howard County. Okay, I'm, I'm and, familiar with that area. Mm-hmm. And then Nate also did go to, to the same college that I went to, Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And he graduated from there, went to L.A., and immediately just started playing with, with you know, name acts. And he's been with a lot of people. Um, uh, man, he his list is huge. So he is, he's is he got probably the best TV gig in the world right now. That's, that's incredible. And I, and I know yeah. that you uh, have also uh, – trained mike reed mike reed is uh currently um playing with alicia keys he was with janet jackson he um oh man i another guy with a big list of artists that he's played with um but he is actually touring as we speak with alicia keys his birthday was the other day and you know i talked to him and 
And uh, and I stay close to these guys. We 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 talk often. Oh that's, my god, that's awesome, man, Alicia Keys. Yeah. That is a that is a impressive resume right there, just in that in her name alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's played quite a few people. Yeah, and uh, you also trained Matt Halpern. Matt Halpern is probably one of the best drummers in the world. When when I had Matt, Matt was Matt was a prodigy. Matt probably has the best chops and technique of any drummer I've ever taught. And uh, Matt has been on, you know, behind me there's a wall of all these magazine covers, and Matt's Matt's on two or three of them. I know he's been. Yeah, I mean, he is just, you talk to any drummer, they're going to know him. He plays with a band called Periphery right now. But Matt's also an educator, too. Uh, When he tours with the band, he'll do, he does clinics and uh, private lessons as he travels. So, yeah, he he used to, Matt told me that he used to show up early for his lessons to to study my, um, you know, how I taught. And so that he could actually teach eventually too. And, and he is doing that. Yeah. That's fantastic. And you also yeah. had the drummer for Avril Levine. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, Evan Talbenfeld, who Evan was, Oh, he started with her. He was only 19 and he played with her for, uh, probably five, six years. Um, and has written a lot of her music. And then, and Evan is still in Los Angeles now, and he's one of the most in-demand in uh, songwriters. So Evan was a all-around musician, and and yeah, you you were telling me uh, pre- in pre-show that he helped uh, Avril pretty much write her second album. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. He did he played drums, guitars, did a lot of the backup vocals, wrote. Uh, good amount of the songs arrange them yeah so he was yeah that that's that is a uh quite the talent set to be able to (laughs) to be able to write play guitar play drums yeah and and help put that album together and she was very she was very popular for a long you know for a long stretch of the the Mm -hmm. 2000s and the late 90s she was around so that's yep. incredible that you, I mean, you're, the list of your uh, students is impressive. And I'm sure, you know, being as though that you're more teacher and less performer these days, that that's something that you take a, a great amount of pride in is seeing that your students are as successful as they are. That's well, that that's, that's it. I mean, I'm here for them. I want them to be successful. Um, I'm very proud of them. Um, I brag about them, but it's really, they're the ones that did it. You know, I, I could just show them and teach them and try to inspire them, but they're the ones that that had the guts to go ahead and, and to really go forth and, and risk and do that risk. So that's, I mean, I, if I was if I was in your shoes, I would I would be beaming with pride just seeing my my, my students on on television yeah, and the, you know sprinkled throughout the music industry. 
Um, but you know, you know, another thing, Matt. There's a lot of talent everywhere. Uh, the talent, there's talent there. You know, people say to me, "Geez, what's in the water around here?" You know, why are so many of these uh, guys so successful? But a lot of it, you know, what the 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 biggest thing that stops people in their tracks from success is fear. And we have to like try to get these guys to get beyond that fear and just go for it and and do it in a positive way so people accept them, give them a chance, and then they'll be able to to live up to the channel. They have to be prepared, and that's what we do it here. And, is, and that's is, that's admirable. I I yeah. can totally understand your line of thinking with that. Um has it been? I mean, obviously, you, you, you're you're a great instructor. Um, was it difficult managing uh, expectations, raising a family, to have your children pursue the same line of work as you, or or was there really no pressure attached to that? No, there's no pressure attached to that. I mean, uh, my son Luke is, um, you know, he. I think he I love Luke. His, yeah, he's a good guy. He had a business degree and I had uh, public policy. And he, yeah, master. He's got a master's in public policy, and he's working in business now, just like my daughter Emily went to Mount the Sales, West Virginia, then University of Maryland for, and she's in uh, business also. She has an MBA. So no, I wouldn't force them to do that. Now my son John, the youngest, who was also a, a Saint Joe grad. Um, he did pursue music. He went to Nashville. Uh, he was doing really well. He, he had traveled to, oh my gosh, all around the country playing with different artists and found that, you know, a couple things, COVID put a, put an end to that for a while. And then also he, he did some soul searching and just at this point is reevaluating. He's working here and in the Maryland, in the Maryland area. And, um, he's still playing a lot locally. He's playing with a fantastic band named, uh, Mallow Hill, which, you know, I went to see them the other night and they're, they're the real deal. They're, they're good. Um, but man, he's a good player, but no, he, that was all on him. He, he okay. Come in here and practice when I wasn't teaching, you know, that was all on him. I never made him do anything. Because, you know, I mean, it's not just in the music industry. It's it's pretty much with any profession. Some parents live vicariously through their children when they realize they can't reach it, the destination that they wanted to get to, or they're still trying to hold on. But that's fantastic. I'm, no, you can't you know, do that. Absolutely, absolutely. I've seen that not work so many times. Um, I've seen guys get degrees in law because their parents wanted them to. Or, or uh, you know, I have a student – that that became a dentist because his father was a dentist and father wanted he got into it hated it absolutely hated it and uh <laughs> so he wound up retiring from that early and doing something else so yeah i mean you, you got to get into you got to get into you got to find your niche that works for you absolutely and, yeah I, I wanted to ask you though um to kind of circle back around to the teaching aspect and finding students and maintaining students, do you have a sort of pipeline system 
with other schools or just schools in the area to where they want certain musicians or certain kids that have musically inclined talents to go to that particular school? Is there like a feeder system or are you more okay. diverse? Um, yeah, it's, you know, I work with a lot of the local band directors who I'm, I'm colleagues with friends with, um, and, you know, when they send students to me, you know, we keep in contact. What do they need? What What's good on your end? What do you need? I'll, I'll make suggestions and we work together and then help these students. So it's some of it is teamwork. And, yeah, there is a pipeline. Um, I, I've had a lot of students go to the Baltimore School for the Arts. And there is a, a, an instructor there who's more of a percussion teacher, John Locke, who has been with the Baltimore Symphony for, you know, years and years. And John and I are a real good team for these guys. And, you know, he does what he does. I do what I do. And we work together. Okay. That, uh, you know, that does make a, 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 a good bit of sense in terms of you not just kind of staying, you know, to one or two people that you diversify and you pretty much take anybody that's willing to send their, their talented young uh, artist your way. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And uh, Mr. Grant. It's important to work with their band directors because they, they see them in a different light and, you know, they can email me or text me and say, Hey, look, we're working on such and such piece of music and you give jake some extra help in this area you know and i'll say sure thing send me the chart and i'll take care of it that's awesome that that you have that such a great rapport with the local band instructors to really help them enhance their product by you know they actually share their music with you and they have that trust in you to where it won't be dispersed anywhere else and it's more just a a, a honing of a skill. So that's an important, right. you know, to a, a, a successful music program. Yes. Yes. Now I tell you what, being, being, if you go into the music business, it, unless you're a prodigy, I mean, you got to do a lot of studying and practicing some of my, in my early days when I was, uh, I was in high school and I was taking private lessons, um, I would go to my teacher's studio, which was right across the street from Mount St. Joe. And I would ride my bike from my house, ride it over to uh, Irvington, park out in front of just, I mean, literally across the street from the football uh, stadium and put my bike there and go in and get my hour lesson and come back out. My bike was still there and we, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> And then I, uh, he also uh, was the, the director of the Peabody. His name was Chuck, Chuck Memphis. And he was the director of percussion at Peabody Conservatory. And, you know, I went there also as, as a preparatory student with him. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, I wanted to kind of touch on something before we wrap the interview up. Uh, I heard you say that uh, uh, people ask you, uh, what's in the water over in this area of town to where you find all these talented individuals. Does it really, when you, when you speak to uh, 
your peers, you know, that might be from a different part of the country, are they surprised at how many uh, drummers in particular that you have managed to churn out of Baltimore? I, I think so to a certain extent, but, um, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing different, but I think I am doing some things different. And I, I really do think that the difference might be um, the inspiration to, to, to get these guys to go a lot further with their talent and believe in themselves. you got to get these guys to believe in themselves. That's um, that's important. Yeah, I'm not I'm not any different than let's say, you know, some of these uh, football coaches or whatever you know that are very successful. If you look at the if you look at why are they successful, there's there's some common things there, and they're able to get these guys to believe in themselves, to develop a good attitude, a positive attitude. That's really important extremely important not easy it takes practice because uh we all have that tendency to to think negative and it's just something you have to fight and then just you know overcome it well that's some uh very encouraging words of wisdom there mr grant and uh before i let you go where can the audience potentially check out some of your music and where can they find your school uh, you can just go to grantmenifee.com, all one word, and uh, the website is there. There's there's videos. There's a list of all the students that, that have done pretty well, and there's contact information, uh, phone numbers, emails, and whatnot on there. There you have it, folks. Mr. Yeah. Grant, if you want to hang around for a second, I appreciate you coming on to the show. and. Uh, have a good night. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.